mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Here's a quick little PSA. We have two upcoming live shows. The live shows are on October 9th, 2021 for New York Comic Con and October 17th, 2021 for DC Fandom. And both of those will be available on our profile on Spreaker if you go to uh, bitbit.ly slash tmrpc. Again, that's bitbit.ly slash tmrpc. If you want to support the show, the best way you can is through any of the books or current ongoing Vela shorts that are being released on a regular basis. The easiest way to find this is to go to bitbit.ly slash tmrbooks, and you'll have links there to everything. All of my Kindle books are available for free. If you have Kindle Unlimited, you don't have to pay anything. You get it with your subscription. You can read them all. They're all in screenplay format. That includes Swan Song, The Muses, Duet, In the End. Our past does not define us. Anything else that I've written that's available on Kindle, it's available there. You can buy a soft cover if you want. Uh, there's a hardcover collection of all of the Swan Song books all combined into one. That's available as a hardcover. You can pre-order Echo Alpha, which is coming out in November. All of these things are available if you go uh, on Amazon. But quick link, if you go bitbit.ly slash tmrbooks, I have them all there nice, easily cataloged. Also, down toward the bottom, we have the Kindle Vela content. Uh, the first three episodes are always free. And then after that, um, there's a token system that you can use to... to you know, read. Even if you don't like it, just give it a thumbs up. Uh, that way we can get it up higher so more people see it. So one final time, that's bitbit.ly slash tmrbooks. And every Wednesday, there's a new Vela book that goes up. Taser and Acrobat, Nanite and Rosebud, Tales from Another World, and The Alchemist and the Illusionist. All go up on Wednesdays, and it's all available on uh, Kindle Vela. All of this is available bitbit.ly slash tmrbooks. Welcome to Beware of Spoilers, I am Adam. So, Venom, let there be carnage. Now, I'm recording the before part. It is now Wednesday, the day before I'm seeing this godforsaken movie. And I've discovered I can leave work at about 6 o'clock and still get to my screening on time. So that's cool. Not what we're here to discuss, though. I want to play you a clip from the review I did of Venom, the first Venom, back in 2018, I want to say it was. When, when Venom first came out. Now, um, I think it really sets the tone for how I feel about this movie. I didn't mind this movie. I went into this movie expecting to hate it. Fully expecting to hate this movie. Now, I'm not going to sit here and blandly praise the movie. One of my biggest complaints is the CGI is just terrible. There's a lot of terrible CGI in this movie. Especially when you get to the end and you have Riot and Venom facing off at the very end of the movie. It's it's not 
it, there's a lot going on there that, uh, what's it called? Uh, doesn't quite, uh, look 100%. I'm not saying real because it's two symbiotic alien, uh, uh, aliens fighting. So I don't know what a real version of that would look like to begin with. I'm willing to bet money it's not what I saw there. But it, 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 it's not, it's not bad enough where it damns the entire movie. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stylistic choices that make the movie seem like it's a little bit older and more dated than it is. And, and when I say how I feel about this movie, I mean how I feel about this movie going into it. Like, I have, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I have very low expectations for this. I don't expect to be wowed. I don't expect to be blown away. I don't expect the effects to be good. There was nothing about that first movie or any of the trailers or any of it, anything really that it makes me think this movie's going to be any better or worse. The thing that I'm very excited about is the fact that the movie's only an hour 37, which is fantastic. I love if you can get me in and out of a movie in under 2 hours, you are my my favorite person on the planet. So, I'm looking forward to that aspect of it. And I'm looking forward to the fact that you know, we are getting Carnage in a movie, and I do like Woody Harrelson as an actor. Like, I saw The Hunger Games, and I, I think he's a really bright, shining spot in those movies. Not the movies are particularly bad. I'm not getting into The Hunger Games again, where it's like, you know, there there are things that I really loved in even Mockingjay Part 1, even if Mockingjay Part 2 is the probably the weakest of the movies. Um, getting off topic. But, yeah, I, I'm, like... I didn't like the effects the first time around. I, I think that, especially when you're doing something like Venom, which is, it's a, a an organic symbiote. And it's kind of why I, I think that, like, when we talk about Denis Villeneuve's um, plans for Dune, he caps out at Dune Messiah. Because once you get to, what, what, to um, Children and then God Emperor, where Leto has to bond with the... The, the sand trout and become the symbiotic worm creature, which I'm going to say this again. I think I said it before. I think the first use of symbiote in this, you know, in this way in science fiction comes from Dune. I think Dune predates Secret Wars by a little bit. Um, especially when we talk about, you know, Children of Dune. Children, Children of Dune definitely came first. God Emperor of Dune came um, after, in, in the same year as Secret Wars. We're getting off topic. But when we're, when we're talking about this, it's a very liquidy kind of thing, almost slimy. And when you watch Venom, it has that sheen to it, like a certain plasticity to to the symbiote. And it looks weird. It, it, it's off-putting. Especially when we get to the third act, where it's Venom versus Riot. And I think I said this in the review, too, that when we talk about Venom versus Riot... It doesn't look good. And I have no reason to care about Riot or Venom for that matter or to care about Tom Hardy's Eddie Brock or, or anything. The movie doesn't make you care about any of these characters. So I think a sequel is a lot of heavy lifting to do in that regard. Like when I watch this movie, I think that if you're, if you're going to make me care about what goes on in Eddie Brock's love life, which the trailer seems to indicate there's going to be at least some part of where it's like Dan is for some reason, you know, still here. And then, and that's part of my problem too. It's an hour 37 movie, but we're spending time with Michelle Williams and Dan from Veep. Like who gives a, who, like who gives a fuck about these characters? I don't, I'm here to watch Venom. I'm here to watch 
Um, you know, I'm here to watch Carnage. Quite frankly, that's what I'm here for. It's and if it, I think if it was, that, and the other thing is too, I think uh, Shriek is in it too. If I remember correctly, I don't know. We'll, we'll find out when I watch the movie. But like, there's a lot of moving parts in this movie for an hour thirty-seven, and I like this feels like it's gonna be the opposite of Sony's other big movie um, in the next few weeks, um, No Time to Die, where No Time to Die is got a lot going on, but it's also two hours and 45 minutes, meanwhile, Venom has a fuck ton going on, and it's gonna be a lot shorter, and I don't think, I, I have, I'll talk about this more after I see the movie, I feel like, but I feel like I can say right now, I don't think this movie's gonna be able to satisfy on the level it has to, um, in order to make the, the, the movie interesting, so, we'll be back with my thoughts after I see the movie. Um, in now. Okay, so I have just seen the vast majority of Venom Let There Be Carnage. And I say vast majority of Venom Let There Be Carnage because the fire alarm went off to spare me the last 10 minutes of this movie um, during my screening. I did look up um, and I did report on the post credit scene because the post credit scene did leak online. Uh, I did report on that 30 minute review. So I know what the post credit scene is. Um, not that it particularly matters to, well, we'll get to that. Um, the movie's not good. The movie, by any stretch of the imagination or any definition, um, they had this much time between Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage to fix the visual effects, and they did not. Um, they did not fix any of the visual effects that looked shitty then. They still look shitty now. And that's a problem when it's a visual... Like, Venom is a visually effects-heavy movie. Like, if we're going to sit here and watch a Venom movie, you can't do that without Venom being on screen for a good amount of time and it being interesting. And then comes my other issue with this movie. Visual effects aside, I'm not going to sit here and, and shit all over for just visual effects because there'll be plenty of that online. And you're going to see the movie, you're going to see what I'm talking about. Or hopefully don't see the movie because, you know... That's the case. But narratively, it feels like there's a movie missing in between uh, Venom and Venom Let There Be Carnage. Where, how does Cletus Cassidy know all of what he knows about Eddie Brock? We don't have Eddie Brock developed into a bad guy. And I feel like this movie as a third movie would have been interesting. Because it's like one of my favorite things that you can do with comic books is the the clown house mirror aspect. The, you know, here's the hero. At their core, a superhero is a fundamentally broken person. Like, just in the same way the villain's a broken person, the hero is also a broken person. The hero, um, rather than letting their demons get the best of them and then use those as a, as a vehicle to hurt others, they use it to prevent people from feeling the same pain they did. And it's like, when you look at Batman, that's what Batman is. He had his, his family gets killed, and then he, you know, he's like, I will never let that happen to another person. So he becomes the Batman. And, you know, when we have these characters, you can do these cool things, where it's like the Joker in in The Dark Knight is a great example of this, where it's the funhouse mirror of, you know, this is, well, in more ways than one, because, you know, clowns. But, you know, if we look at, like, what the Joker is in that movie, he is one bad day. Batman has one bad day, and he is the Joker. If we look at um, The Flash, 
The Flash Season 3 is Savitar, and Savitar is Barry Allen on his worst day. Barry Allen who loses and, and is, you know, and is without what makes him the Flash. And, and that is dangerous, and that is a cool thing to do. And when we look at this, we don't have enough time to develop Eddie into a hero in his own right, or an anti-hero, or anything, really, because there's nothing in between Venom and this to make us see Venom as a, you know, even a reluctant hero, where even if Venom the suit is like, we're going to be a hero, and, Ven- and Eddie doesn't want to do it, we don't get that. And, and when we have this the symbiosis between, um, what's it called, the symbiosis between, uh, uh, Cletus and and um, uh, Cletus and, and Carnage, like that would have been a perfect way to do this. If this is the third movie and we have seen Eddie develop into a hero, what's the best way to test the hero, the dark version of themselves? And we've had no exposition on Eddie's backstory besides he was a journalist for the Daily Bugle, or he had his own website. And now he works for the Daily Bugle, which, considering the post-credit scene, is a little bit. Strange. It's like he works for Alice Jones or Newsmax because the post-credit scene of this is Eddie seeing the post-credit scene from uh, Far From Home. And it's like when we look at like what this is, it's like, you know, that's not enough to save this movie. It's like because then it's like we have that same problem we, I, I bump into in Iron Man 3. Like you don't really bump into it in like The Winter Soldier or like, you know, yeah, there was more things you could include in The Winter Soldier to like, you know to make it feel more part of the connected universe, but, like, you know, in this movie, it's in San Francisco. Like, if you're going to say it takes place in San Francisco, in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, th- there should at least be some reference to the fact that Ant-Man and the Wasp are there, <laughs> or, or something, because it's like, they treat Carnage and Shriek as, like, an Avengers-level threat. Rightfully so, I would say, because these two are, you know, they're using their powers to their fullest ability, and they have no regard for any human life, and they and they're going out with the mission to create carnage, for lack of a better word, and and they do it successfully through a good amount of uh, not even a good amount of the movie for what part of the movie they're free in, and I think that like this movie would have been more interesting if it was like if it was like you know Natural Born Killers, the um the the Woody Harrelson movie, uh, Robert Downey Jr. movie, if it was like that. That would have, like, if we had that dynamic going through most of this movie, I would have, I think the movie would have worked a lot better. But because the movie's trying to cram so much in to get to the point where we can have even what little they, they do. Because here's the thing. it It's kind of like, I, I've talked about this with Aquaman, where it's like, in Aquaman, it seemed like they weren't 100% on board with the fact they were going to get a second movie. So they're just like, do it all. Get it all done. Like... Uh, um, we have, you want Ocean Master? We got Ocean Master. You want to see Trench with all the deep? We got that. You want to see, uh, him take the throne? We got that. You want to see Black Manta? Here's Black Manta in his comics ridiculous outfit with the giant ass head. And it's like, yeah, it's cool. Like, it's awesome that you did that. I, I have no problem with that. But fundamentally, I have this thing where it's like, you know, now where do we go from here? And, and Venom feels like the same thing where it's like, we're just going to lay all of our, you know, Put all of our eggs in that one basket, and it's like, okay, so we did Venom, and he has now faced off against, you know, he did Riot in the first movie, and now in the next movie, he's going to face off against Carnage, and now we have to go right to Spider-Man next, so it's like, I I, I feel like it's, you're not taking the time to develop Eddie as a character, 
So when we get to the third act and Eddie is putting his life on the line fighting Carnage, number one, we don't know why it is that the red symbiote is more dangerous than the black symbiote. And we also have no knowledge of any of this. To be able to say concretely one way or the other, this is a, a, a serious situation. We don't know what Venom's limitations are. We've never been introduced to it or anything like that. Like, th there's so much we don't know that, like, by the time we get to the third act in the church, it's like, well, how much risk is Eddie actually in? That we don't know that. It's not explained to us or put into any clear, concrete, concise way. This is what the problem is. This is what Venom can't do that Carnage can do. We spend too much time with Venom moping in the streets and doing this weird, I would say borderline offensive allegory for living in the closet. Like, what the fuck? Like, that, that completely took me out of the movie where it's like, that's just really stupid. And it grinds a movie that's an hour and a half long to a halt. And it's like, well, you know, you in a world where you can do a two-hour, two-and-a-half-hour movie and you're only doing an hour and a half, that story's got to be tight. you got to sit there and get me from beginning to end in that time frame and not make me feel like I've been shortchanged in some way. And this movie doesn't do that. Uh, what else did I want to put up with this? Um, I feel like had they done it where there was a second movie in between where it's like we even get some implied character development between Eddie and Cletus. Like, if they put Eddie in jail at the end of 2 and then came in with 3 with Let There Be Carnage, where now all of a sudden Eddie, like, Cletus understands what's going on. Like, and, and it's like, oh, okay, they spent time together. I would understand that and get that. And it's like, when I'm watching this movie, why is Anne there? Like, if, if we're spending time, like, uh, Dan has some of the best lines in the movie, but why is he there? I don't care about these characters. And, and that's an ultimate failure of not just this, but the first Venom for not making me care about any of these people. And whether they live or die, it's like, well, who cares? You haven't given me enough reason to emotionally invest in these characters. Um, and and, and that's, a, that's a problem. That is fundamentally the problem with this movie is that it doesn't do enough to, to develop anyone... Um, and I feel like had they just done, like, I think my favorite thing in the movie is the animation sequence um, toward the beginning where they do the backstory for Cletus Cassidy through drawings and animation. I really liked that. But besides that, it's like, it, it, it's kind of a, like, it's an hour and a half, yes, but it doesn't do anything for that hour and a half where it's like, you know, it, it, it reminded me of X-Men Apocalypse in that regard. That this movie reminds me a lot of. Um, and it's like, if you're going to do this, do it better. Um, and, th and this movie just ultimately fails at that on, on just about every conceivable level. So I would just skip this movie in theaters. Um, like, and the thing is too, it's like, I hate being the person who's like, this isn't the version of the movie I would have written. I would have done something different. But if we're going to say the movie's going to take place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe anyway, and we knew this going into this before the post even came, and I've said this before, we knew this because this movie was going to be in line with Morbius. And then on top of that, Morbius has Michael Keaton in it. So we, we knew all of this was going to happen. Um, so we can't act surprised that it is in line with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That said, if, if they were so inclined to have this movie be in line with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, they should have just waited until after Endgame to do the first one. And what I what I mean by that is, they should have, um, they should have gone with 
Um, sorry about that. The, uh, I, the fire trucks are just showing up from the, the movie theater. Um, they should have gone with, you know, Spider-Man comes back from space in, um, in, in Endgame. When he comes back in Endgame, he has the symbiote. Because I pointed it out when I talked about Spider-Man Homecoming that the, the suit that Tony makes him, the, the suit for um, the, the Iron Spider, the design looks a lot like the Venom suit if he made it black and white. And if they did that, they could have come and he could, Spider-Man 2 could have been the, you know, the, the Venom splitting off and then Venom finds Eddie, and then you do Venom, and then you do this movie, and then everything kind of works a little bit better. Not a lot better, not better to a degree where it's like, okay, you know, that this movie is as shitty as it is. And like, if this movie came out and they did that, it still wouldn't fix the problems, but it would be a start. Like, especially if we're just going to take two movies to get to the end point where we are right now, and it's like, it, it's still silly. So we'll wrap up there for today. Uh, Many Saints of Newark will be coming out tomorrow. I will watch that tomorrow and then do a review on Saturday. Maybe I'll see a movie on Saturday. Who knows? Um, and then, you know, who knows from there? Maybe uh, uh, what if it has its finale next week, and then we'll see from there what comes next. So until then, have a great rest of your week. Do you like the show? Do you hate the show? Are you indifferent to the show? No matter what, you should probably let us know what we're doing so we can change it to better suit you, the listener's needs. You can go to either bitbit.ly slash contact which is a contact form page you can use. Also, you can just email us directly at 30minutereviews at gmail.com. If you have questions that you would like us to answer, we can answer them on the air. We have a few questions every week that will be selected to be answered on air. Um, so if you want to tell us what we should do, or if you have a suggestion for a movie or a TV show or something we should cover, go to bitbit.ly slash contact and also email us 30minutereviews at gmail.com. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet, but if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.